0: Ladies and gentlemen, here he is, the number one draft pick. Jacob Weedering, Danny Nongsting Rice, Mount Martha Junior Football Club. Okay, so you're still not really fancying you know you? A couple there that I'm thinking, gee, I hope you know because I'm not sure. Because
1: that's the market. So a bit unusual. We've actually got something to talk about this week. Well...
2: AFL-wise. We do, AFL-wise, yeah. I mean, generally, there's not much that we want to talk about in the, the news. It's all about trying to make dick jokes and make fun of whatever's going on in the media.
1: Yeah, but at least you've got context to it now. You know, it's not um, manufactured. It's organic dick jokes.
2: Yeah, this is true. And the good thing is about the draft is that everything's speculative, so we're just as right as anyone else.
1: Well, okay, we'll go straight into it. Go straight to the draft. It was... Um, the new format this year with all the Academy picks and father-sons and the bidding, um, I like it for making it more interesting. Yep. But it's still not televisable, is it?
2: No, not at all. You watch any of it? No, I I, I thought, oh yeah, cool, we're going to televise it, maybe this would be interesting. No, wrong. Wrong. It was yeah. not interesting. No, really. just, all I needed was to hear um, Jason Dunster and fucking, who's the other dude from the War, war Room? um King was it, him? was it King? Yeah, were they doing the presentation, the oh, the, hosting or whatever?
1: See, that was the funny thing. That, um, Fox Footy had it running on two channels, or Fox Sports had it running on two channels. Did they? Really? So you had the picks on one channel, right? And then the analysis on a different channel. Yeah. Um, which uh, I think after they got past the first round, yeah, they started the analysis. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it, they had you know some audio troubles and all that kind of stuff, which yeah, you know you can understand. It's Adelaide; they're new to electricity. Yeah. <laughs> <but it's, laughs> It's it's interesting to know who you picked, but it's not good television. Yeah, not at all. Like, nobody's looking for, where's the replay? I want to watch it again.
2: Yeah, and just even though trying to do highlights packages and shit, like this is the Brownlow, and it's like, you're watching a kid play what could best be described as D-grade AFL against
1: kids. Oh, it's kids against kids. It's the National (laughs) Carnival.
2: It's, It's not as exciting as watching AFL players, and that's who they're going to play against. So...
1: Well, it's just, it's like we said before the the under 18 competition or the national Carnival it's not televised so we really don't know who these yeah, kids are exactly it's not like you know in America we've got the college system yeah um, and that kind of stuff but having said that it's still you want to know as soon as possible who your pick yeah. is and all that kind of stuff so I mean there is that little bit of drama but yeah, you're not really hanging out for it. Like, you could clearly have the draft on yeah. while you're doing something else.
2: And they can't beat it up to make it bigger than what it really is. Like, they no. can't do... Like, obviously, you saw the effort they put into for the national draft, yeah. where everyone went down to Adelaide and big sort of corporate event. You've got your table spread out across the whole ballroom, yeah. more or less. And then you look at the rookie draft. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty much stuck in an office in yeah. Etihad via, Stadium or something. Via Skype. Yeah, yeah via about. Skype, yeah. Uh, so, and obviously... Yeah, you can save the money by investing in sort of yeah, everyone's going to Adelaide for the AFL national draft and
1: it's gonna be a big event. Well, it's also that everybody's an expert come uh the second week of October. This everybody's a draft expert. Nobody gives yeah. a shit before then. Yeah. Yeah. Um besides the first
2: couple of picks. And I mean one <clears throat> One good thing about it was that we if you keep an eye on the AFL media in the off season, they just go through absolute bullshit. Like how <laughs> much miles they got out of the Asada shoot and all that. So I think they were just really excited to have something legitimate and current to talk about.
1: Well, they're like anyone else. They've got a quota to fill at work. Yeah. They've got column inches or, you yep. know, um, oh, jeez, mate, I've got to have three stories this week. Yeah, It's got to be anything. Anything you can find.
2: And I think they tried to make the most out of the production side of things for hosting a live AFL national yeah. draft, which have failed miserably.
1: But I can't blame them for trying. Yeah, It's just that we don't have any... Um, Trade week would be far yeah. more interesting because we know who those players are, yeah. but it's spread out over a fucking week.
2: I mean, to be honest, I think it'd be much interesting to have us commentate or something than watch them try and be correct about it.
1: The only problem is you haven't got a microphone on the teams when they're making their picks. That's exactly right. That's the interesting yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, that's all we've... We haven't got that. Yeah. Um, and when they go... What I also thought was hilarious was um, when you get later on, it's like, you know, pick 49... Uh, yep. They pick this, and the commentary is, "Oh, that's a great pick!" Yeah, like, it was so, such a great pick. Why did they pick the yeah. twenty? Like they're all great picks. Yeah, I just wanted to go, you know, pick thirty-seven, um, Joe Smith. Yeah. Oh fuck me! <laughs> yeah,
2: he's an absolute spud. What are they doing there? In the battle of who gives a fuck, we've got <laughs> picks fifty to sixty. <laughs>
1: um, it was good to see uh, what's his name McLaughlin come up every two minutes with an iPad.
2: Yeah, except. For the first pick where they forgot to put the iPad on the lectern, so an old mate from Carlton gets up there and goes to announce it and looks down and is like, there's nothing there. Until the old lady brings it out again. (laughs) And he gets a round of applause.
1: Uh, I guess he had to, what, remember the number? He couldn't remember who he picked? Yeah,
2: well, I mean, they'd be thinking... I think it has, like, a countdown, like, this is what you've got to say and whatnot. And he still fucked up the from the (laughs) Stingroy (laughs) eyes. But the other thing I was going to say about... um, where you're talking about how it'd be interesting to see the process of going through the selections. Yeah. And that's one thing where which pisses me off about the way that media, especially Fox and Channel 7, will present their AFL content, is that it's much more interesting to listen or watch those people go through their process of how they're going to select things yep. than people who aren't in the selection process commenting and speculating and having their opinion about it.
1: Yeah but I mean what choice have they got because there's no recruitment team is going to let the microphones in there because well, I mean that's their job.
2: But the thing is you, you don't necessarily have to give them a choice. Yeah. So if you're the AFL you say you don't have a choice this yeah. is what we're doing and yeah. the thing is if you're trying to sell advertisements and whatever you're going to put that on live TV you've got the right I think to put that lay down the law because uh, I'd be more interested in watching how it gets done
1: if yeah. they did that I- I'd watch it after the fact as well like, yeah. even yeah. if they decided yep. Look, we can't do it live yep. but we mic'd up this team yeah. here's them discussing all their picks yep. like, that would be fascinating
2: and imagine if they had this during the uh, Franklin and uh, uh, that
1: oh the, that draft yeah the- where
2: you go through the actual process of why they would pick someone like Richard Tamlin above Franklin and you've got it in real time there's no bullshit about making this story up after the fact. Yeah, there's
1: been a lot of um, uh, post hoc, yeah. whatever. It's yeah. Fucking and called.
2: so if you, and the thing is, I don't care if you don't show it in real time, but go back and show it afterwards. This is the thought planning behind yep. why they were picking this person, because then you hear the other teams talking about if they might have picked Tamling first before yep. everyone else, and you can't you can't backtrack after it's already there on tape. Yeah. So I think AFL, you are going to pull your thumb out and start put your get your balls reattached until <laughs> the teams look. This is what's happening because this is best for the fans, and believe it or not, well, the fans are the paying the dollars.
1: I think it was the first I knew of it happening um, where they put uh, a microphone in the coach's box during the grand final was uh, with Lethal Matthews during the Brisbane years I don't know if it's been done before that but they did uh, they did it for a whole match and they showed the replay with him being mic'd up for the whole thing and that was brilliant Um, just to hear what they're going through and you know um, Not much of it's... It's not like it's deep analysis while the game's going on, but just to know this is what he's thinking. Yeah, exactly. And this is the message that went out there and this is... And then you see the results in real time. Um, And like you're saying, you haven't got a chance to go back and revise what you were saying at the time and all that kind of stuff.
2: And to be honest, for me, for what I I get out of football, I'd rather listen to that than commentary. I'd rather have a a live stream of their mics. And I think that the involvement of the media, they place way too much importance on their position in the game and the way it should be um, transmitted even in the commentary there should be they should shut the fuck up a whole lot more why do you, you know? need
1: seven commentators exactly yeah. exactly. two upstairs two downstairs and that'll probably do you, you yep. one to cover each team downstairs Yeah, and two in the box
2: and that's even like when you get people talking about media, like high media stories like the easiest one is uh, the water messing and fucking bullshit where I'd rather listen to someone at the club someone around the actual um, scene talk about it in real time unedited for an hour oh. than I would listen to a chopped up interview with them and then speculated on by the media parts yeah. like I think it's much better for me what it's I want to hard. get out of that content and so I think with, uh, with sort of what we do online yeah. moving online I think it's a much better platform for younger generations who are already used to that unedited unfiltered yeah. and they're willing to sit through an hour or an hour and a half of someone talking about it because it's more interesting to listen to fucking your Fox and your Channel 7 media, yeah. media presentation speculating about it but
1: going back to the draft it's very hard to get that unfiltered not just on the um, team side of things because like I yeah. said that's their job and their their IP yeah. I guess um, but it's also it's hard to get proper analysis because these are the young kids coming through and yeah. nobody's going to go nah this kid's shit yeah. uh, he hasn't got heart you know, yeah. they're just not going to say it
2: exactly and and yeah but I think they have to really understand well, from an AFL perspective so the clubs completely within their right to say we don't want anyone to know this because like you said that's our IP this is our strategy for doing shit but this is an entertainment sport that should yeah. be dictated by the fans. If the fans want to hear the information, AFL should say, you don't have a choice. Bad luck. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, if everyone's got that same recruiting method and they find out the best ways to do things a bit quicker, it's better for everyone.
1: Even go, um, take it a step further. If one club did it and said, we're going to release it on our website a week yeah. afterwards, yeah. I, that'd be
2: mad. Yeah, i listen good. to it on a podcast without the vision. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just to hear what awesome. they're thinking. Yeah. Um, it, it'd be fantastic. Um, so... Speaking about the draft, it's you know it's been nearly a week gone now, and everyone's given their uh, their thoughts on who won and who who didn't yep. on draft night, which is a bit weird. Yeah, because you don't really know what the fuck's going on until another couple of years. Yeah, um, but we thought we'd go through each club and just see how it is. Um, we'll, we'll
2: pretend that we know something about the people they recruit. Well, <laughs>
1: it's it's easy enough. I mean, we start with Adelaide. Adelaide were the only ones that I thought went um, risky. They actually put their the necks out there but they got uh, two players with backgrounds in sports other than AFL. Don't,
2: Don't you tell me basketball. A
1: couple of basketball backgrounds. Oh, no. Tom, Good luck hearing end of that. They picked uh, Wayne Malera at, seven, at 11, and Tom Dodie at 17, oh, yeah. who I think as soon as they picked it, everyone went, who the fuck? I think that's pronounced "Dutti," if, if you say so. <laughs> um, it's an interesting pick. I mean, if they... They're building, obviously, to win the off-season basketball game. So, yeah. don't be surprised if they make a play for Pendlebury next year. Yeah, Clearly, that's what Don Pike's all about.
2: Well, to be honest, I mean, Paddy Dangerfield, shit out of basketball. Shit don't out need of basketball. Like that. Have you
1: seen his jump shot?
2: Terrible. Horrible. Can't jump over a jam tin. <laughs> um So, yeah, you get someone like Pendlebury in there. You've got everyone. First thing I want to say is, you know, this guy's a basketball player. And they're looking for that person to get the ball so they can yeah. just say that.
1: So... um very interesting picks from, from Adelaide, but I mean, they did uh, a lot of work in the trade period. Yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, once they lost Dangerfield, um, they're not going to pick another Dangerfield in the draft. So, why yeah, try?
2: Exactly. Good luck with that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Brisbane Lions, who uh, had an absolute plethora of picks because everyone's fucked off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always interesting to see who Brisbane Lions picks because uh, you want to know who's coming to your club in two or three years' time. Yeah. Um, this week we exactly, look at. yep. Um, they got Shaki who they uh, they lined up.
2: Yeah, um, this part I don't understand about that: is that the ch at the end of his name is a k sound, but the ch at the start of his name is a sh sound. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah, it's English language, isn't it? I mean, I, I know it's obviously derivatives from other um, dialects, Shaggy. but yeah, it's just yeah, it's just thrown in letters. It's one of those ones where I saw it and I went, I'll wait till somebody else says it before I have a go. Yeah, yep. And then somebody said, go wacky for Shacky. I'm like, okay, there it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. That's how you pronounce it. I believe you. Just like <laughs> just like the person who put the phonetic spelling of yin Yenjicic on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. Fucking awesome.
2: Yep. And especially since I remember listening to Mike Goldberg say in the Melbourne card. Yep. But before you start with the J sound, you've got this ng sound sound.
1: Yenjicic. Yeah. It's yep. so like,
2: Joanna, And I thought he was having like a stroke or something. Joanna, ng Jack
1: jack Um, Out of their pick, so... Okay, in order they picked uh, Shaky Hipwood, Keys, Matheson, and Skinner. Uh, Matheson was the interesting one, Reese Matheson, because he was yep. picked to go real early. I, I like um, I thought he would go in the first twenty or maybe even higher. Yeah. Um, and they got him way back at thirty nine or something like
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, especially, um, on the AFL website, they've got the fans' verdict in there where you can see <laughs> like the sort the, of the responses. Yeah, you got old mate from um. He, Shane Sullivan saying, the Lions getting Matheson at 39 is huge. I want him at 15 for the Tigers. From a Tiger
1: supporter who picked up Daniel Rioli yeah. at 15, I think you would be pretty happy.
2: Yeah, I'm glad this dude isn't trying to challenge for the board.
1: <laughs> it is fascinating to hear some of the uh, yeah.
2: responses from um, fans. Especially Tiger supporters. <laughs> Reason Being reasonable isn't really one of their fortes.
1: All right. Uh... By which round will Daniel Rioli be a waste of time? He should be sent back to where he came from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then two weeks later, he'll be the next Messiah.
2: I was incredibly surprised that we got Rioli at 15, to be yes. honest. Yeah. So I looked at that and went, fucking sweet.
1: I know, I was looking forward to it. I, I thought there was a chance that Hawthorne would pick him up because we had, you know, yeah. I think we started with pick 17 or something yeah. like that yeah. until, you know, bidding and whatnot pushed it up. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a good get, anyway, Matheson for, for Brisbane. And they've got a couple yeah. of players that are keen. To be up there, so that's yep. a good start. You just got to hang on to them now.
2: Well, I remember seeing on the AFL YouTube channel, they had the individual interviews with some of the yep. um, uh, draft nominees, and they'd ask them sort of questions like, you know, who do you reckon is going to go number one? Yep. Um, who's the hardest person? Who's the biggest trash talker? Yep. Oh, and, yeah,
1: the, the grill. Yeah, cool.
2: yeah, yeah. And a lot of them. Well, most most of them picked Wideman. Yep. What the fuck? Same same say name. Yeah. Um, but some picked Matheson. Has been up there. Uh, one of the people who was good trash talkers and yep. sort of prominent and probably would have been higher than that.
1: Yeah, they did say he was a bit lippy, didn't they? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yep. Which I mean, I'm a huge fan of. I love a good trash talk. Not just it's got to be smart and clever. Yep, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can't just do the direct Oh yeah, your mum. Your shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, exactly. So if you're a smart trash talker, then I think that's almost a skill that should be. It should always have like Sykes, like they're doing in basketball.
1: <laughs> basketball psych yeah. outs
2: yeah. Should be a stat. Who, who does the stats for the AFL? Uh, champion data. Champion data, get onto the psych out Yeah. And well, I mean, if you've got the well, umpires well, mic'd up, then you can probably hear some good
1: ones. Uh, Carlton, who had the big number one pick, yeah. um, and they picked Jacob Wiedering, um, which I thought was a smart decision. Um, a key backman. Yeah. Because at the moment, we said at the start of the year, I think we're coming into a almost a golden period for key forwards. Um, yeah. We've got some absolute monsters coming down. Yeah. So if you haven't got one of those, you need somebody to, if they can't stop them, to nullify them. Yeah. And they've picked, you know, the best one that was available for them. Yep. Um. So obviously, I mean, you've got the number one pick, you can do something with it. Yeah. Um, besides that, uh, oh yeah, something else I saw about Carlton um, during the week with all their new draftees. Yeah. Um, I think it was their first training session. They had a little bit of an, an initiation Yep. So they make the new draftees take a set shot from about 30 out, Yep. but everybody is on the mark and right. all down the side and all, you know, rah, yep. trying to put them off. And then they kick the goal and they celebrate it as if it was their first goal. Right. I thought, it's a great, like, uh-huh. here's the kind of pressure you're going to be under, this is what's expected of you. At the yep. end of the day, it's just, it's a shot from 30. That's all it is.
2: Yeah. But I'm more interested in what happens if they miss.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd like that too, but I, I, the, from what I saw, none of them did. So. That's bullshit. It's a good start.
2: Then again, I suppose you're Carlton. You don't really want to be making your future stars you know, <laughs> feel that shit house when you get there, because at the end of the day, it's probably better than half the half the club to stand the mark anyway.
1: Well, it's like they uh, they had their press conference today, and they're saying, you know, it's basically a brand new start for us. You know, they got sixteen new players or something, yep. silly like that. And obviously, a brand new coach as well.
2: Well, the good thing is that Melbourne have already made all the mistakes that they're potentially going to make, so they can look at them and go, all right, <laughs> don't do this. Well, don't, don't don't make him out to be Jack Watts, yes,
1: <laughs> captain. Yeah, like I can say if if Wiedering sits back in the VFL for an entire year, that's probably a good thing. Yeah, it's not like Carlton what they're going to squeeze four wins out of the year.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, you know, if it's he plays, be lucky, isn't it? Yeah, you know, if
1: they play, like, oh, we can get that fourth win. Yeah, which in which case,
2: shit. we don't get the next Wiederman, who's in the next draft. <laughs> I
1: think, yeah, they're they're going to be pretty safe. I think for the next wooden spoon,
2: especially as a backman, I wouldn't mind seeing um, season in the Bs get yeah. amongst the men. Um, rough you up a bit oh, build put your character weight. as well build your body yeah and have that adversity out of the spotlight have it in the B's where people are like well from my experience not playing AFL but you play B grade and country and yep. you're more likely to get fucked up and taken out by some rugged men in the, in the B's than you are in the A's so I think put him back there toughen up a bit especially as someone who's going to be a key backman and yeah you'll be able to trade him out for yeah. someone's shit um, they
1: have also picked up Harry McKay and Charlie Yeah. so obviously the um, legal Issues with Charlie put no put didn't put Carton off anyway. Yeah, um, I mean
2: let's be honest, they're in no position to turn down talent. No,
1: um, I'm surprised he went through to uh, would he go pick twelve. Yeah, um, surprised he went that that far. Uh, yeah, because I, I thought a lot of other clubs would have jumped on it. But he yeah. gets to join his brother, and um, I think yeah, getting Charlie Curnow at twelve is a great pickup. Yeah. Like I said, we're not fucking experts on these players, so I don't know why I'm saying that. I'm basing that on everybody else's up analysis. Yeah,
2: true, and I'm basing that on that he was sort of brave enough to go out there and do whatever the fuck he wants. And those, <laughs> those sorts of people tend to make, um, well, good impressions as young people because they don't have that sort of care factor about what other people are going to think, than they, a, that self-pressure.
1: You've got to have some controlled arrogance.
2: Yeah, and I mean, he's probably high on coke, so he couldn't give a fuck what i was saying <laughs> anyway.
1: Um, the other interesting thing with Carlton was uh, the lovely little late bid that Essendon put in for Jacksonville.
2: Yeah. Wasn't that awesome?
1: I was to say, there's nobody, no chance in the hell that yep. um, Essendon were going to get him. But geez, I respect Essendon for making that. Me
2: too. I want to know who, who made that call because more props to you. like Absolutely. More power to you. That was awesome. Just especially like, it's not going to be much good for us, but we don't like them, so
1: fuck it. Let's <laughs> just make it a little <laughs> bit more difficult for them. It's like, hey, we're both not playing finals, but at least we can still fuck each other yeah. up
2: yeah and it's like we've got no way to sort of have an influence on what's going to happen at the top of the ladder so let's just fuck around with these people who are around our sort of area of the <laughs> ladder and you know if what's, what's bad for them is good for
1: us more or less um, I do like it uh, when the bid for Silvani was made by Essendon it's the poker equivalent of a snap call <laughs> Will Carlton match yeah. yes yes <laughs> we'll come back after the break no we won't go into a break Carlton matched it yep straight away
2: that's it alright deal the river <laughs>
1: Chips are in. <laughs> um, Collingwood, who didn't get a first pick until pick 32 because they'd done so much in the off-season with uh, the trade period anyway. Uh, yeah, Signed done, up all the free agents. Done well you too. Get, so. Yeah, with the Aish and Howell and Trelaw and... Yeah. trelaw's an, an interesting one. Yeah, um, Actually, let I uh, don't know nothing about the Collingwood picks. they got picks, uh, Brendan Sear, Tom Phillips, Rupert Willis, Ben Crocker. So a mature age there, but anyway. Trelaw. Yeah. Uh, I got some sympathy for the for the boy. Yeah. Um, so he came at... Somebody questioned him, you know, about the decision, go Tigers or Collingwood. And he yeah. goes, oh, I went Collingwood because I think they got a better list. Mm. Um, kind of go, yeah, well, of course. I mean, he's not going to say, well, I think the Tigers are better, but yeah. I went for Collingwood for money.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it all got beat up out of nothing because yeah. in the off-season... Because it's the off-season. <laughs> we got fuck all else to talk about. So someone like, we potentially... He potentially could have meant this by that, which... No, no. I think DeLidio was right where he's in front of the camera he has to give an answer. Yeah. So you have to give something.
1: At the same time, I don't think DeLidio was trying to have a go at him. He's saying, look, he got caught on the camera, he had to say something. Exactly, yeah. It's not like he went home and had a prepared statement.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's not like he's like, all right, fuck Richmond, how can I put them down? You know, it's just, he has to say something.
1: I think um, Trelaw did come out and try and clarify it, but it doesn't matter. But as soon as you
2: try and do that, it becomes worse.
1: Yeah, exactly. But then um, even Kevin Bartlett, he had a go at him. Did he? Uh, on on his show which yeah. is Kevin Bartlett that's just yeah. what he does yeah. and people started reporting on that saying oh Kevin's you know he's disgusted I'm like no that's yeah. Kevin Bartlett he's, yeah. he picks Richmond to go undefeated and win every game by 100 points <laughs> yep. I mean yeah. I'm fairly sure he's taking the piss because he likes to take the piss
2: exactly yeah he's the antagonist of, of that little crew it's besides what the other out he works for him yeah. I don't even
1: want to mention his name but fuck that cunt because he can't remember it yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, so yeah Collingwood you've picked some more players uh rookie draft-wise, Collingwood picked up, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, A- the two A- fellows. Keith and Josh Thomas. Yeah. Um, so they're going to... Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, th- the good thing you can say about those boys is they went, you know what? We fucked up. We did yep. it. There's no point.
2: And I mean, let's be honest. The difference between them and the other people their age in AFL is that they got caught. They got caught.
1: Yeah. Uh, nobody believes that they're the only ones. Yeah, exactly. But they got caught and they went, you know what, boys? We did it. We'll, yep. we'll take our whack, whatever it is. Exactly. And the, <laughs> the club's standing by them. You know, they said, <laughs> yeah. Mate, yeah. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to play again. And
2: but... the funny thing is that, actually, we didn't take that. It probably was what our cocaine was cut with. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, more respect to those guys.
1: <laughs> well, there's, there's no point... Uh... Uh, beating around a bush. You yeah. know what's happened.
2: But isn't it funny where you get sort of leeway saying it wasn't performance dancing? We just took some Coke and you're like, oh, fair enough. All right. Yeah, that sort of makes sense. Let's do it there. Yeah.
1: They get 18 months yeah. or two who years. The f- who the f- I mean, two years backdated.
2: Seriously, I think it's irresponsible for, for Collingwood to allow them to be supplied with cocaine that's not pure and cut with some <laughs> other bullshit. Like, responsibility,
1: guys. I mean, get that, onto it. that wouldn't happen at some of the other clubs. Exactly. Honestly,
2: look at West Coast. Look how they're doing now because yeah. they got responsible people in charge of, of administering the right supplements. They got
1: the rock star Coke.
2: <laughs> exactly. They get the rock star shit. Straight off the boat in the West.
1: It's, just, it's got to be more pure down at Collingwood. This is true. Uh, Essendon had an untainted draft for the first time in a while, speaking of drugs. Yeah. Um, so they actually got a couple of picks, and they uh, you know, traded heavily
2: yep. um, during yeah, the trade period. They maximised the picks they had, too. They, they took every they? single one, didn't they?
1: Yep, yep, certainly did. Um, well, I think
2: the wider case is still out about who might get
1: banned from their club, or is that... It's, it's being heard that? at the minute. Right. So um, they also copped uh, their fair whack from WorkSafe. Yeah, that's um, right. Two weeks ago, it was announced, and I think Essendon said, "Yeah, well, we fucking did it. We've already yeah. admitted it to it in the do? AFL." Yeah, um, when they tried us two years ago, so they yeah. just took another fine there. But that at mean, least it's only another fine.
2: To be serious, when that was when it was all coming out, and they admitted to that, the last thing you were thinking about is, "Hang on, will Worksafe come after us?" Yeah, yeah.
1: It's just, <laughs> oh yeah, that too. Yeah, but
2: that's it. It's you, not like you're you know not having your high vis or your um, sort of harnesses attached on a roof your, or something. PPE. You know?
1: Yeah um so anyway the bombers have picked up who they they got who they wanted they um uh, settled on uh, Parrish and Francis very early on um and they're the ones that they got through to them so they're going to be pretty happy with that yep um it was uh, interesting to see if uh, how Woher goes out there um now that he's running things I'm scared yeah I' gonna say he'll will whip into the shape there's no doubt yeah I'm um, just
2: scared if he's going to be able to survive in just that backstabbing, (laughs) cutthroat environment that is the moment where everyone's saving their own skin.
1: Well, I think somebody like him is, um, an enforcer on the field, has that aura around them. And it's just like, you're not going to try and backstab him because if he finds out, you just, you don't want to be caught.
2: Yeah. But they got did they get, is it Guy McKenna went down there as well? Yeah, he's there now. Yeah, he's down there too. Um, Lots of shit happened under his watch. So, I don't (laughs) don't know if you'd give him free reign of, of, in another place. And you say Wersfold didn't?
1: Yeah, true, <laughs> true.
2: <laughs> actually, I think they fucked up here. <laughs>
1: you think Jakey Carlyle's going Man, I missed out. Yeah, yeah. he's like,
2: shit. <laughs> now it's going to be like mandated. They're going to have that back. Like they it's know gonna, they know how to have these these uh, programs instituted properly.
1: It's going to be like fucking Scarface down there now.
2: Exactly. Like they probably recruit the. Actually, if you went to the people who were doing the testing for a while or whatever, offer them more money and say, "All right, now you make sure you make up the test so that we can figure out how to beat them." Yeah then you've probably got a bigger potential to make uh, money out of that than
1: doing on the line. Um, on to uh, Fremantle, who didn't have any uh, early picks because they traded hard um, during the trade period as well, picking yeah. up um, Harley, Bunnell, and a couple of others.
2: It's almost like they had to set up their own immigration policy. Either. that mean people were trying to come over the border and join up with the you team? Go, go home, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, there was even more that they wanted and couldn't get. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, they picked up Darcy Tucker, Harley Ballack, um, Samuel Collins and Shane Yarin. Um Shane Yarren I thought was a, a good pick. He was the oldest player picked. Um, oh, really? I don't know if that's true or not, but he was uh, mid-20s. 26, um, I reckon. Uh, 26 years old, is he? Yeah. Oh, was so pretty close. you um, would have to go close to being the oldest. So you? he's a lad that got in a bit of a trouble in his younger days and served his time and then got back into footy at the Waffle. Um, yep. You know, And obviously played good enough to... Um, get some eyes on him, now he's getting a shot at the big time. i
2: tell you what, whatever they're doing in prisons over in Western Australia, I think the rest of Australia, the rest of the world could take a note out of their page book because I, you've had Cracker who went over there, played the waffle, just killed it, Yep. then played for Collingwood, killed it, won a premiership, yep. retired, so I've never heard of anyone going down to whatever the Melbourne jail is and then coming out of it a fucking gun
1: football player. So well, They've always called the Calder Cannons the football factory, should they call the WA penal system?
2: I think so, That's I think so. And I mean, if you look at the correlations between how West Coast was so successful and probably a lot of the same supplements going into the prison and out of the prison. So
1: Marley Williams did yeah. some time over there. What's his name? Um, came back and played last year for the West Coast at the end of the year. God, it just, just got Murray Newman. Oh, okay. Him yep. as well. Yeah. So whatever
2: they're doing, whatever they've got going what. on in their penal system, big ups to them. Yeah. Doing, that's doing the penal system right. Um, that's good it, <laughs> It's
1: got to be, what's it, the longest yard? Yeah, it's yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Imagine that—the longest yard, the inmates versus freeo, or something like
1: that. Yeah, I um, back. Our Let's back make it. it happen. Yeah. Yep, I can see it happening. Um, but yeah, fuck not... state of origin. <laughs> 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 you want state versus the
2: state in incarcerated?
1: Could you have crims versus former crims?
2: Yeah, we have crims versus um, you know free crims. Or so. I mean, they're all criminals, aren't they? Uh, former crims. Or... Yeah, former crims. Yeah, or yeah, haven't been caught yet.
1: Uh, Geelong took the draft period off because um, they, again, did all their work during the uh, trade period instead. Yeah. Um, so the only real focus um, on Geelong was Wiley Buzzer. Just yep. because it's an awesome name. Yeah, Wiley Buzzer. Lad's got the uh, Chance Bateman haircut going on. Does he? So instant cult hero is yep. going to be. Um, if he gets a game, watch out.
2: And I mean, so many nicknames should come up with that one. Because yeah. adding double Z-A to the end of a name is already an Australian nickname.
1: I can say it was... Hey, how do you make a nickname out of Buzzer? Exactly. Buzzer buzzer,
2: Wiley Cody, so you can work something with that, surely.
1: Um, Gold Coast. Very interesting um, to see uh, what Gold Coast would do, because they're also, they've got to, whenever they make their picks, they've got to battle for that go-home factor. You've yeah. always got to take it in, into consideration. Yeah. Um, but they picked up Kalamarchi um, first off the bat, who was highly rated. Yeah, um, And I think they were pretty happy that he actually got through to 8th. Yeah, if, well, you would be, yeah. Uh... Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, they're also looking at uh, uh, trying to get some of the other players like uh, Wiedemann and, and Malera um, who weren't there. But um, I, I think there was a few other interstate clubs that were really keen on Archie. Yeah. So I, I think that they, they count that one as uh, we, we got one through.
2: Yeah, on it list. is. And I mean, like you're saying, it's hard to get people to come up there for the go-home factor. It's also hard to weed out the people that are going up there because they, they don't give a fuck factor.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just sweet, no media, I can run a mark, You're not expected to play finals or you're not expected to win flags. You can pretty much have a com-
1: comfy job with off-field interests, a bit more to the forefront. They're not as bad as they looked last year, Gold Coast. I mean, if they yeah. get um, Ablett back playing, they're going to be a different side. But yeah, yeah. they got that big hole up forward, obviously, that Dixon just yep. left.
2: And hey, look, they got the midfield that run forward, so that hole could be a strength because yeah. your sort of their defense, um, sorry, your opposition's defense inside your forward fifty more or less becomes irrelevant if you're going to kick goals from just midfielders running through.
1: And if Lynch and, D- and Day continue their um, progression, yeah, um, it's, it'll be good for them. But I think they're going to struggle um, yeah. to make finals.
2: Well, yeah. I think for them is is that they've got good midfielders, but they have a ruckman that can give them first use of the ball. So
1: yeah, they've lost, they've lost a couple now too, didn't they? Yeah. Um, after the Gold Coast, we go to GWS, who had a host of Academy picks as well, um, which uh, helped them up. Um, the good thing about making a p- Academy picks, again, like we say, the go-home factor, um, yeah. they get to hopefully um, uh, limit that a little bit. Yep. Um, so we've got uh, Jacob Hopper, Matthew Kennedy, Harrison Himmelberg, and Matthew Flynn. Um, it's always difficult picking Ruckman. Yep. Like Matthew Flynn. Because, I mean, they just they don't develop as fast. Yeah. So you almost... You, you pick a Ruckman hoping that he'll sign his second contract for you. Yeah. But otherwise, you see Ruckman, uh, four or five years in, go to another club yep. to develop. It's, yeah. It's, so it's, it is... Even though it's their last pick at 41, it's still risk.
2: Yeah. Well, you don't generally see Ruckman um, sort of perform out of the box. Generally, it takes some seasons. Like, look at Patton and what happened to him. He got yeah. injured too many times and lots of pressure on him. Big dude. Big Tom Boyd, even. Yeah. Uh, I find that you're better off growing into your body. You know, sort of, someone like Patton seems already mature yeah. as much as going to be mature at such a young age. You know, somebody who's going to grow into their body, maybe like, you know, late 20s.
1: Yeah. Well, Patton's look good, but obviously, knees are yeah. So Yeah. He's... So
2: you'd almost rather him be 20 kilos lighter and then put that on as his build up's like 26, yeah. 27 years old.
1: He's still got, yeah, still got growing to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, anyway, it's uh, I think that they're going to be okay. And yep. they're not going to have uh, such an exodus. Um, besides, I, th- I think Carlton have already recruited everybody that they would had under the age of 20.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Uh,
1: the Hawks, who were so excited that they finally had two picks inside the top 20 for the first time in forever. Yep. And then, thanks to Academy Picks, one pick inside the top 20. Yep. But anyway, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um, Ryan Burton, Kieran Lovell, and Blake Hardwick. Uh, sure they're good guys. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan Burton actually played for the Redlegs. Oh, uh, really? In the sample. Down
2: the parade. Lord um, Lord.
1: Well, maybe that was Kieran Lovell, actually. Uh, never mind. Um, he set out most of this year with a broken leg, which yep. I thought was interesting because this is the pick where I think um, everyone tipped them to pick. Uh, was it Collins? Oh, uh, uh, yeah. key uh, key backman. Yep. Um, but instead they went uh, w- with Burton. Um, the last time I remember Hawthorne making a pick like this, uh, was Bo Mustard, who was tipped to be like a top three pick but yep. then he uh, dislocated his shoulder or did his shoulder and they went nah fuck it we'll pick him anyway and he just never got over his injuries Yeah. Um, so it's always it's a risk taking somebody you know Coming out of injury. Coming with injury, like they come with baggage.
2: Yeah, exactly. And especially for those key position players that you're trying to get. Um, but I think you've got to take the risk. And Hawks, they're in a position where they can afford
1: to take these risks. That's exactly it. Yeah.
2: So they can look at it and the offset that they can sort of weigh against it is much more attractive than someone like Carlton. Yeah.
1: Um, they've And they've taken risks before, like with uh, Dale Garlett, who's yeah. Again, coming out of the prison system, that just didn't work for him. Yeah. Um, which is uh, unfortunate. So, you know, the... Uh, Penal, WA penal system not not perfect but not perfect good strike right
2: you know I mean yeah but it's maybe sending back there for maybe do the boot camp down in it's, WA it's prison good, camps got to do another one yeah
1: yeah, yeah. um Westervist it, it's a uh, important draft it, sorry it was an important draft for Hawthorne too because they've lost um a few more young players during you know yeah who were yeah. looking for more lost, opportunities especially you know. Anderson who was Jed like Anderson this year they lost good future yeah there. um O'Hallahan. O'Hallahan, who's gone up to Gold Coast the year before. Yep. Um, so, you know, it's that sustained success that they've had that cuts out the younger players. Yeah. Um, so they need to up uh, build them um, yeah. up slowly because uh, you're still waiting for the the leaders to, to leg off.
2: Yeah. I mean, Lake has gone now, so it's going to leave a a big experience hole in the back line
1: yeah I mean they've got people to cover it but yeah Yeah. I thought they would have gone for one more
2: yeah I thought so too because you want to you've got to give them probably backmen take a lot longer to to learn sort of their role I think than forwards and free-frame plays the accountability that a backman needs and the experience that being a good backman sort of gives you an advantage because you've been around there and you've seen lots of things so I think yeah you want to you need those people in there while Lake's still around so they can learn Uh, it's almost like a fast track to learning yeah
1: it's interesting being a backman though uh, at Ford, you get a lot more leeway yeah like because you fuck up you go oh man we missed a chance yeah but a backman you fucked up they keep the goal they keep the goal yeah. mate we can't get that one back it's yeah gone.
2: exactly yep. um
1: it just it stands out a lot more
0: yeah
2: and and, and when you do something good uh, it doesn't have an immediate impact it's like yeah. you saved us from not having to catch up a little bit more but you didn't put us ahead exactly <laughs>
1: um melbourne had uh one of the, they had the first bid for an academy player, so they, um, which I thought was good to see. There wasn't much playing nice around the academy in father-son picks. Yeah, I think they all made genuine bids at the places where they should have made the bids. Yeah, um, and Callum Mills is is good enough to be a number three pick, and Melbourne said that's what we want. Yeah, which is fair enough, and forced Sydney to make uh, make the offer. So they've picked up uh, Clayton Oliver, Sam Wiedemann Mitch King, and Liam Hewlett. Um, this is sort of the last Melbourne draft before they can say we're real contenders yep Um, they can't be stockpiling anymore this is their last chance to stockpile
2: yep yeah I agree they've got to figure out where they actually slot these players in or who they're going to trade out to get the players they need to fill in those gaps
1: they've got their core now the the, the people that you build around Um, so that's they can't wait anymore we're not yep We've finished. This is the end of the rebuild. Exactly. Like, now we're, we're ready to go. And, that's it. and you've got
2: Nathan Jones at the helm who's going to instill a culture that's going to be sort of ruthless and you need to if you're going to get out of that sort of doldrums at the bottom of the ladder.
1: Well, I hope he's still around um, when they uh, they have a, a tilt at finals. Yeah, me too. I'll have to look it up. I don't know if he's ever played finals. He probably yeah, sure. just probably just back in like 06 or 07 or something. Yeah, could have been. Uh, North Melbourne. You've picked up uh, the other twin, Ben McKay, Ryan Clark, uh, Mitchell Hibbard, yep. uh, Corey Wagner and Declan Mountford. I know fuck all about any of them except for Mitchell Hibbard. Yeah um who I heard a little bit about. So they would have been uh pretty happy um picking him up in the in the late thirties. Yeah. So I, I think there's a like again, I only know because Hawthorne were rumoured that they he would be one of the ones they'd be looking at around that twenty. Yeah. Um so they got him a little bit later. So yeah. so that'll be right for
2: him. Um are we covering the, the rookie draft or yeah. is it because yeah. oh. they picked up Farron Ray. Interesting. You know, I don't understand why.
1: Yeah, they've picked up a lot of older players in yeah. the uh, recent times. I mean, that's
2: what I mean. They've they've got their older players. They're, yeah. they're good with that. You know, it's cool, man. You've you've ticked that box. Yep. Now look at some some young people that are going to learn off your older players.
1: Um, because I mean, if you pick if you're picking older players, generally it says this is the last piece of the puzzle. We're making a tilt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know they got Del Santo. Yep. And they got Wait. Yeah. Um, so now they've added Farron Ray. I mean, they played in the prelim. So they don't need much. And I like Farron Ray as a player.
2: Yeah, yeah, I want him as a player. It's just how are you going to fit him into North Melbourne? And the thing is, North Melbourne have not been consistent at all. No. Like they made a tilt at the finals and there was like two games of consistency that they had for the <laughs> whole season. That's it. It felt like it, yeah. So I mean
1: But still at the same time, they've made back to back prelims, but it going into it never felt like they were at a chance at yeah. either prelim. Yeah. Um West Coast gave them a good look in this year, but yeah. um it just it felt like well done, you made it this far.
2: Yeah. And I mean, just looking at how their sort of, you mean, their senior players were so inconsistent through the regular season, yet the ones that hadn't played any finals all of a sudden stepped up in the finals. Yeah. And so it's like, where the fuck did these guys come from? And they were like, Jerry, wait, how the fuck did he just light it up in the finals yeah. and do fuck all for six years before that?
1: He <laughs> used to be like that. He'll, he'll uh, come in. When, when needed and then yeah. you know, where do you go again where yeah.
2: do you go? like how do you bank on that as your game plan it's alright man they're at the regular season we've got Brady and in the finals he'll just tear it up
1: well with North too last year Benny Brown was the absolute steal for the finals like came yeah. from nowhere and yeah. had played the best three or four games of his career yeah. this year he went missing again and yeah. I don't know what was going on it was like he needed contacts or something yeah. he was running under the ball and just missing everything so yeah. you're right it's that inconsistency that, that's hurt him through yep. Um. Port Adelaide who also did most of their work during the trade period instead yeah. Um uh, only picks 37-45. It was interesting that the draft was held in Adelaide and you got a massive cheer for Ken Hinckley when he came up to make his first pick. Did they? And he picked... Uh, oh, of course, yeah. Riley Bonner from West Adelaide and Aidan Johnson and then fucked off. Yep. So it was a quick night's work for them.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, they got what, what they needed. Um, they did, like I said, they'd already done all their hard work and it was sort of just making your appearance and I'm sure they would have already had planned out who they were going to get knowing that the picks were 37-45. Yeah. So... I mean, you can guarantee you're not going to get the top weights. So you would look at sort of a group of five or six who are potentially going to be available at that period. And yeah,
1: yeah, I think um, they had uh, Riley Bonner marked from long way up. Um, yeah, they were, by the sounds of it, a little bit surprised he was still there. Yeah, uh, so they just absolutely jumped at it.
2: And I mean, that's where you find your value most of the time.
1: Yeah. Uh, On to the Tigers and the mighty Tigers um, got uh, the feel-good story um, pick of. Uh, of the first 20.
2: Yep, Oleg Markov. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oleg Markov. Um, Nathan Broad and of course Daniel Rioli. Yeah. Um you could just feel the Tiger Faithful lift when the name Rioli was read out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's it's now one of the most famous families in yeah. football. I mean there's four Rioli this the fourth Rioli or no hang on. there's
2: the family I
1: think he's like he's the fifth of the family. Yeah, so because like there's um Morris Rioli, yep. Michael Long, yep. Dean Rioli, yep. Cyril, and yep. now Daniel. Yep. Three of them have Norm Smith medals. Yeah. So mate, pick it up.
2: Yeah, Ex- yeah. And the thing is, up like because like we said at the start of the podcast, where I started watching the um, draft and then yep. went, "This is fucking ridiculous." But I still followed on Twitter. Yeah. And so then I saw Rioli's name come up for Richmond. I was like, "What the? F- how? How do we manage that?" How so we run it? to the TV. Like it's real. It's real. It's well, not just being had.
1: When in 08, uh sorry, the 07 draft when uh, Hawthorne picked up Cyril Rioli. Yep. I think we got him at pick 13 or 12 yep. around there. Yeah. Um and I was even thought at the time I thought, "Oh, with a famous name like that, and from what I saw and what we saw of him during the year, yeah, like, how did he go through that late?" Yeah. Um I heard whispers or a rumor that apparently um Cyril Rioli was very careful in his interview process. Right. Like so the teams he wasn't really that interested in, he yep. sort of nah Yep. Yeah, Yep. <laughs> no, yeah. Yep. For the teams he was interested in, he was like really, like, here, here, here. Yeah. Um, having said that, one so of the teams. He did
2: a Jetta or what the fuck it was? Uh,
1: what was that? Wing, I know Wingard did. did in he the
2: preseason, uh, who went, went to Free but came out to Richmond, yep. no, went out partying all night. Harley Benell, Bennell, that's oh, right, yeah, sorry.
1: Um, Wingard uh, was going to go to the GWS because uh, he was a top one or two pick, and he went, fuck off. Yeah, fuck don't. that. He said to him, don't pick me. Yeah. I'm going to go straight back to South Australia first chance I get and I went fair enough yeah. Um, but yeah um, having said that about Cyril I know that Essendon passed on him yep. and he was keen to go to Essendon yep. obviously you know, with, yeah, with Michael um, but
2: well, anyway I mean, decision making isn't their strong point is it so cool. Well, I
1: mean it's, I don't think he's leaving Hawthorne now
2: and that's why I'm all for Richmond never having a pick in the top 10 ever again because <laughs> we make better it. Yeah. and that's the thing is this is what reminds me of... Um, Leeds is all right. Almost like how Baccarat works, where if you're the one making the choice, yep. nine, like over 50% you're going to be wrong. But if you let someone else pick, whether they want the banker or the player, you'll win most times because you're not the one picking. I know right. that sounds crazy, but if you test it out with someone and you say, all right, you can pick whatever, I'll take the other one. Right. More, more often than not, you actually win. So that's why I look at the approach that Richmond should take to the draft, where let everyone else make the picks about who's the best, and you will take the other ones because... More often than not, they're probably going to be wrong.
1: I'm going to say they they're going to have that tampering pick over them for the next twenty yeah. or thirty years. Exactly. Um, so I mean, yeah, a- any pick they make, they go, oh well, at least it wasn't tampering.
2: Yep, this is true. And we picked up Oleg, who's got to be a cult a cult hero down there. When you got big Ivan,
1: I got to say, do you reckon as soon as he walked in the club, Ivan's gone up and put his arm around and go, brother? Well, this is true, but I think
2: Oleg, I think is Russian, and Ivan is like Serbian or former Yugoslavia yeah not sure if they have the best history together to be honest I've
1: never heard anything. any problems well
2: well, I mean well let's find out it could be little Balkans war happening not the Balkans the fucking whatever that was
1: um, it's a bit like uh, remember there was that Twitter war with Conor McGregor and uh, Seamus, oh, yeah, two yeah. Irishmen. Yep. You know, I, I fucking fight him, I fucking, doesn't fight yeah. and then somebody else jumps in, and all of a sudden they're on the same team, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> in the space of about two minutes. I, I think it's going to be like that, yeah, Ivan's like, hey, you know, your family, my family, yep. but now brothers,
2: Do you reckon it'll be like <laughs> us in the world, it'll be like, um, two big lines or something. Sort of trying to mark their territory, they go up and fight each other for a bit, and they go, "All right, you're all right, you're right, you're yeah. all right, you're cool." All right, yeah. let's go drink. Let's water. own this joint. <laughs> Punt Road is ours. i
1: was going to say, th- th- any chance that they, uh, you know, one taps down to the other, yeah. Um, well, okay, Ivan taps it down to Oleg. It's going to be um, that's all you're going to hear about for the commentary for the next fifteen minutes. Yeah.
2: And even though if uh, Ivan is from Yugoslavia, it's going to be the Russian connection. So it's going to be
1: yep, uh, the KGB. That's what they're going to call him. yep. Which is probably racist, which means I like it.
2: Wow, yeah, Australians, they're not racist at all, are they?
1: (laughs) Uh, The Saints, um, Jade, Gresham, Brendan White, and Bailey Rice. Bailey Rice was the father-son pick who could have gone to either St Kilda or Carlton. And he nominated St Kilda first, um, which I think shows... shows, um, It's got to be a feather in St Kilda's cap that um, somebody said, I want to go there. That's a good start. Obviously, they're progressing well with their rebuild and they've gone the right way about it. Yeah. Um, but they've
2: been bleeding experience for a few years now. Uh, People chasing flags. Yeah, I don't know about bleeding.
1: I think they've, uh, they haven't lost it all at once. Yeah. They sort of lost, like, they lost Goddard. And they were yep. disappointed in losing Goddard. Yeah. And, but then, you know, um, they lost Del Santo. Yeah. Hayes retired. So they, they've sort of... Um, they've lost Farron Ray. It's that, a big, it's a sorry, big out. <laughs> I, I did forget Farron Ray. Um, and even um, fucking Milne. Yeah. Um, so that they've they've almost spaced it out. They yeah. haven't had a mass exodus. Yeah. Um, and they've kept big Rui. So. Yeah. Um, and Montaigne's still there. Yeah. Fisher's probably got his last go around. So they've still yeah. kept uh, a little bit. They have. They've you know, kept what they needed to keep. They spaced it out. Uh, I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh, another good jar for him, I guess. I mean, like I said. Big no fucking knows. Nice. Yeah. The swans. Geez, I tell you what. Um, let's just go there, pick because they had one of the most interesting drafts ever didn't it create some controversy getting Callum Mills yep um, I thought it was uh, it very was,
2: interesting it was awesome and it didn't take people long to pick up on like it must be after Blaine
1: Boakhurst as soon as someone
2: gets drafted there must okay. just be a raid on the on the Facebook
1: okay so let's move on to that in a minute
2: uh, is that what we're talking about no oh shit I thought it was him
1: Callum Mills it was uh, oh that's right Leonidas yeah yeah Sorry. The uh number three pick, uh, Sydney Swan's first pick was number was pick thirty three. Yeah. And they got Callum Mills at pick three. So um, you know, that's but that's the rules that are set up. Yeah, you know, and last year they got Isaac Heaney for an absolute steal. Yeah. So this year they got Callum Mills for slightly less of a steal, but the point is that a team that finished in the top four got to use picks thirty six, thirty seven, thirty three, forty three to get it you know, you trade those four picks for a top three pick any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um but the fact is that the academies are put there. It's not like... It's, again, the Swans... It's not like they asked... Well, I guess they did ask for it, but yeah. they're just using the rules to their advantage.
2: Well, and that's what you expect from the individual teams up at the AFL to regulate from it all. From any team. Advantages any are taken, not team. handed out. Yeah. So it's up to you to figure out where your loopholes are and what you can exploit in order to get the best deal for yourself. It and just, it's just up to the afl to realize that and then put the brakes on it to make sure that no one can do this anymore but the ingenuity in coming up and analyzing sort of the rules and coming up with these loopholes i think is a skill within itself
1: yeah and it just so happens that the sydney Swans have be given the biggest loopholes
2: yeah and the thing is this is exactly what formula one is about which is why i love the this swan's move so much because it's all about the rules are there but if it's not in the rules then it's legal yeah it doesn't say if it says it doesn't say that you can't do it then you can do it.
1: Who's that um, Eunuch Johnson? Is that his name? Oh, yeah. He was a NASCAR yeah. racer yeah. back in the 70s yeah, something or something. like that, yeah. Fucking creative man. Was uh, it?
2: Yeah, Eunuch Johnson, yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Something like
1: that, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was his name but yeah. he did things like um, you're only allowed to race with a f- with a full tank or something like that. You can only fill it up once or the- you could only have a 44-gallon tank or something like that. Yeah. So he put an inflated basketball in the tank, filled it up, 44 gallons, yep, then popped the basketball and put the extra in. Yeah, that's uh, right. It had have um, hollow frames, so he could put a bit of extra fuel in there. Yeah. And he built one car that was one... That's, that's right, like, I was like... 96% full size. size yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Um, creative man.
2: Yeah, I like those
1: people. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's going to be... Uh, it caused a little bit of controversy um, for some people, but at the end of the day, the Swans, again, just doing the, the rules, using them in their favour. Yeah. So they've got a massive catchment area in Sydney. One of the early lessons for all new draftees is uh, they're now in the public eye. Yep. How quickly do you think Tyrone Leonidas uh, learned that one?
2: Well, about as long as it took Reddit to go through his <laughs> Facebook page and find out uh, what he's been up to.
1: It was very quick to find out that he'd... Uh, liked a couple of pages that he probably shouldn't have liked, especially if you're going to the Swans.
2: It's almost like there's an AFL NSA that as soon as you like make any decision like this, they've already got all the information on yeah. you. They know who you are, what your interests are. Facebook, apparently.
1: They go back, yeah. you know... Uh, by the way, you said this 12 months ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think the... Uh, the man most relieved is Blake Bokhurst, like you're saying, yeah. Who uh, tweeted that uh, Mick Moulthouse was a useless coach before going to Carlton under Mick Moulthouse. Yep, but Malthouse isn't there anymore. So Tyrone, um, pick up your pick up your game.
2: Yeah. For those that don't know, he was joining Facebook pages, uh, naming Adam Goods as an absolute flog. Or something like, something like yeah, that.
1: Yeah. More than one page he joined. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's also a little bit of a victim of uh, just the. The nature of um, people his age group with Facebook, and he's like yep. a thousand pages. Yeah. Um. Yep. So I did like that everybody was going through and ha- having a go at all these other yeah um uh, likes in there. But uh, yeah, it is funny with the amount of research that clubs put in, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I'm surprised that they didn't. Uh, they obviously talked to him. Yeah. Um. If the Swans must not have known about it, because otherwise you reckon they might have said, "Mate, if we pick you up, yeah, this, yeah, do you want to?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just taking this, this in the bud first. But anyway, I guess they don't think. Oh, well, no, they must go through their social media just to find out when they're. They Surely they would. They want to know about the person as much as their skills, the yeah. skills they can see on the on the tapes and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe somebody missed a. Uh, not just Tyrone missed one there.
2: Yeah, this is true. And look, maybe someone looked at it and went, wouldn't it be funny if we picked him up? <laughs> and lo and behold, he's got in there. And you're like, oh, shit. he done it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, to be honest, because that was pick number. Fifty one. So to be fair, you couldn't have anticipated that you're going to be picking him at fifty one.
1: Yeah, but I mean, they would have spoken to him. Yeah, yeah. You don't pick somebody that you've never spoken to.
2: And this is true. And maybe he had absolutely no intention of going to Sydney either. So he's like, fuck. I mean, honestly, I've got, I've, I've liked this shit on my Facebook page. I'm not going to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> like, we can guarantee you that. All right, guys.
1: He's obviously he's forgotten about it too. Yeah, you know, quite clearly. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's a. Uh, it, it guarantee, he'll play um, 15 years and 300 games and people will still say, remember that time yeah. when you got drafted? Remember you thought Adam Goods was a flog? Yeah. that work out for you. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing with the Swans was they didn't um, pick up uh, Dunkley um, yep. uh, under the father-son. Uh, there was a bid made on him late um, by the Bulldogs, I think. Yeah. Um, I think that's where he ended up. Um, and they decided not to match it. Well, f- for starters, they'd spent all their points on getting Callum Mills. Yeah. They could have done it if they wanted to, but I don't know if um, Dunkley was all that keen on going to Sydney anyway. Yeah. Um, the rumors were, I mean, he's played all his junior footy down in Melbourne. Um, so I heard that he nominated Sydney because he didn't want to go like west or, or uh, okay. further to Queensland. So I thought if I can't get a Melbourne side, yeah, at least I can go to Sydney. Yep.
2: Yeah, um, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something, I guess. At least gives you some, you know, maybe it's false, but some control over some, where you might yeah. actually go.
1: It is, like, you do give up a lot of control when you... Nominate, yeah. Well, most people do Yeah, when they nominate for the draft.
2: Yeah, I mean, you don't have a whole lot of bar, uh, chips in front of you when you haven't played fuck
1: all no, but, games. Yeah, exactly. L- like we said, with the Swans, they've uh, cashed in all their late picks to get one big pick. That's yep. sort of how you run super coach and that kind of shit, Yeah. Don't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: So, anyway, they're just using the rules to their advantage, and uh, any club worth their salt would do the same. Yep. Uh, West Coast, um, who also uh, got some mature age players in the trade periods They didn't have the many early picks. Yep. Uh, picked up Luke... Is it Parlington? Part- Tom, Partington, I think. Yeah, Tom Cole, um, Kurt Mortimer. Mortimer, fuck no. Matthew knows. Allen. So, yeah, players. they got four players, let's just say. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, again, that... They played it off in the grand final, so it's not like they need instant fixes. Exactly. Um, yeah. They're just picking best players, and then yeah. they'll see where their holes are in a couple of years' time. Uh,
2: look, I think they, they're very well aware of the holes they have in sort of the game plan and, and what they need to do to add strength, but it's probably not going to be picked up in a draft. Yeah. It's probably not going to be traded in, or existing players fill that and sort of you know, maybe a bit, a bit of a shuffle around. But for what they need to get across the line for a flag, probably not going to come out of a draft. So yep. I think they're doing alright.
1: Um, and finally, the Bulldogs who picked up uh, Dunkley, like we said. Kieran Collins, who's the big-bodied um, key backman. Yep. He's a great pick-up for him because um, yep. he does fit, fill a hole now. Yeah. Um, Marcus Adams and Bailey Williams. Like we say, Collins, he was uh, Hawthorne would rumoured to be his uh, um, destination. Yeah. Um, so that, that'd be absolutely wrapped. You have a big, big boy down back, and they've got big boy up front.
2: Yeah, and He's, before you were saying that Hawthorne, sort of their recruiter, is known as the wizard of recruiting. He's the one yeah, that... Graham Wright. Yeah, uh,
1: I think maybe the Bulldogs um,
2: recruiter, maybe throw his name in that hat as well, because He's the done ma- right. mature age, and especially the, the young recruits they picked up from last year, a right. lot, of, lot of ticks next to their names. Not, a, not many duds that came out of that, that draft in the last few years, so you know, well done to them down there. They're doing good and looking good going in the future, especially when there was not a whole lot of faith uh, with how they recruited at the start of last year. And they all sort of come up trumps. So you look at them, I mean, uh, look at them replacing North Melbourne in the finals. For me, I'm making the call now.
1: Well, I mean, uh, in the prelim finals, you mean? Yeah, like in where, how
2: deep they go. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I can see them, uh, they haven't lost anything. No. um, During the off season, so. But, I mean, the Bulldogs in the last, I don't know, four or five years have lacked that key forward, And key backman. The key um, position players. (laughs) Well, now they've got big Tom Boyd, who will develop into that key forward. Yeah. Kieran Collins, who develop into that key back. I mean, that's... Then you've got, you know, Dalhouse, Mitch Wallace, Liberatore. Yeah. All running through the middle. Uh, Stringer up forward. Jesus, it's a gun side. It is. In the making. Yeah. Um, It's very easy to get excited about the Bulldogs.
2: Wow. Yeah, it is. And I mean, just look at Luke Beveridge he's got those big fuck off handlebar moustaches you know <laughs> he means business
1: yeah, it's not just for November for him isn't it
2: no nah, it's his dedication so I like the way he's going about it down down over in the west
1: Um, I'll about do it for our bullshit wrap of uh, oh you know we can go through rookie draft Um, there was a couple of senior players like we said that have been held on like uh, Farron Ray got yeah. it, not a jo- uh job Um, yeah Adcock going Adcock to, the Bulldogs. to the Bulldogs as well so, I mean that's not a, that's a great pick up as well yeah um, yeah uh, even if you're only going to get three or four, you know, probably four maximum years out of him. Yeah, don't be still, happy with that. Yep, he's still a quality player. Yep. Um, Magic Daw gets another rookie contract um, with uh, North. Now, forget about his old um, court case because there's no point in us commenting on it. Yep. Um It really is the last roll of the dice for him because he hasn't picked up the game. Yeah. Um, but they've shown faith um, in the, obviously, the, the memberships that he brought, pulls in anyway. Yep. Um, so this is last but shot.
2: also i mean i think it's undeniable there's going to be a whole lot of talent coming out of the sort of sudanese and uh, yeah. african ref- sort of immigrant communities because they have got the nat- natural frame and natural athletic ability it's just a matter of them picking up the game at a young age so yeah. that you're not having this experience with like magic door but you need someone in that in that sort of role to be the example to well, show what they can actually do,
1: like you, Jimmy Steins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, exactly. You come through, and then you have got a couple of others, and then you know you got one or two, yep. and then three or four, and then yeah, it just builds through. Yeah. So I think um, it's just
2: a matter of time before you really start seeing sort of some really high-level um, Sudanese African immigrants really
1: excelling in, yeah. in AFL, which well, would be excellent. Some of it is just that I really I can do that. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, exactly. It's just breaking yeah. down those things. Yep. Um, but obviously, all clubs, um, you know, it is interesting how you rate the the draft picks, and we, we don't know what's going to happen with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I give all clubs an F because um, Lucky Tiziani's still out exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think we try to tell them too. I, I I put it on the Hawthorne Facebook page, which we know is where the epitome of all football discussion happens mm, on mate, Facebook.
2: I tweeted Richmond Football Club like five minutes before the draft started, like this...
1: uh, us and uh, Benny the Tosser as well. Oh, yeah. we, we we told the Giants. Do Get get dizzy for I And I got no respect. Nothing. I get no respect. Well, they'll all live to regret it. Um, exactly. It is interesting, like a player yeah, like that, and there's, you know, what is it, 400 people that nominate for the draft or some shit yeah. like that, and 70 or 80 get picked up. Yeah. Um, what they do next? Now, there'll be some of them that are going to throw it in. Yeah. Um. There'll be others that'll go. All right. I'll go to the Waffle. I'll go to the VFL. Yeah. Go to the Sample. Yeah. Um. Because you know, being picked up as a mature age player happens more and more now. Yeah.
2: Yeah. They really are keeping an eye on how these players develop. They've seen them in combines, and so they yep. look to see how they develop in the, the lesser leagues. Because you, yeah. We, I mean, we've made our standpoint clear on that. Where I really love the way that. Yeah. Um, the mature age, sort of not when I say mature age, I'm talking about 22 year olds, so yeah. they're mature for compared well, they're not to a 17, 18. Yeah, I love the way they come in, hit the ground running in the AFL, and you get them to sort of cut their teeth in the other leagues. And yeah, I just think they're more ready when they come in.
1: Um, so that's a little bit do us for our half assed effort at uh, covering the draft. I mean, yep. it, it did give us something actual news to talk about, which yep. is good for the off season. Yep. Because uh, yeah, like I say, not much else going on. No. Um, we can cover a little bit of the footy. Uh, sorry, we just covered a little bit of the footy. We covered yep. a little bit of the cricket. Yeah. Um, the big day night test over in Adelaide. Yeah. Um, you, you like it?
2: I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Sort of sensational. Um, Especially a way to wrap up the series.
1: Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to see it again somewhere else because the, yep. there's a lot of novelty factor to yeah. it yep. the first time around. And the, the build up for that first ball being bowled was, it oh felt God. like, a, like a, a World Cup final yeah, or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Um, or, a boxing day test mm. um, so it, it's you've just got to get past the novelty factor then yeah um, to find out if it is viable yeah well,
2: I think there were so many pluses to it, and if you take away all the extraneous circumstances of it, just the actual on pitch um, action, yep. I thought the pink ball did something which we'd had we 'd missed from the Australian tour because the oh. wacker isn 't the same pitch with this bouncing and favoring um, the bowlers, and, and the that was Gabba. that was evidenced by. Both teams scoring fucking 600 yeah. and plenty and then chasing it down and not getting any result. And I really liked the way that you had a different strategy into, hey, you're going to have to bat between night and day. And the pink ball did seem to do a whole lot more. Like, I really
1: liked it. That's the other reason I want to see it again. Because we don't know whether it was the pitch had more green on it and then yeah. the ball did more. Or if it is just the night conditions and the pink ball. Yeah. But it did feel like that ball was... Uh, moving a lot more yep. through the air and they gripped on that surface too. Yeah, um, I, I'm exactly the same as you. i really liked it. I'd rather see a, a gritty 220 than yep. three for 600. Yeah, me too. Yeah, um, with zero chances.
2: Because every every over was well, we're not tense, but there was something. there's something there. There's something happening. There's you can see the strategy being played out by yeah. by the bowlers and their team. And a strategy is something that New Zealand lacked for the first two tests. So it's good to see the coming that one. I think one they
1: in. fucked up a few times in the strategy in this one too. Yeah, um, a few silly referrals. Um, That's been there, the hallmark, has not it? A little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, and also when Mitch Stark came in, um, you know he's not going to run. Yeah. And you know he's got a fucked up foot. Yep. So let's bowl spinners. Yeah,
2: exactly. What, what do you know? What, puts what him into the thinking? stands. Yep.
1: Um, while we're speaking about DRS, do you see the uh, the line decision. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: They could not have fucked it up more if they tried. That was ridiculous. Absolutely uh, ridiculous. Okay. Uh, He's out. It's not 100% certain he's out. It's
2: 99%. Exactly. Good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. And like the thing is, if he, obviously, if he'd been given out and then it got proved afterwards that, you know, something unforeseen had caused that mark, then you say, all right, he's unlucky. But you don't say now and be like, Oh shit, you know, we've got to aura on the side of that much caution that anything could have caused this.
1: Said, anything could have caused that. Yeah. I mean, there was no mark on the first frame. Yeah. The ball went past. You couldn't see it go past. Yeah. Then there is a mark. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 get something and a streak.
2: A streak. It's not just like a little dot, it's a streak, so something's obviously skidded across it.
1: Well he said, Well, there's no snicko, But you can see because it's not a nick. It is yeah. it's gone up along the edge instead yeah. of across the edge. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. that's why there's no fucking sound.
2: And I love uh, Smithy, the New Zealand commentator. Every yep. time they showed Hotspot after that, wow, that could be anything, couldn't it? So.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could say he's a little bit salty, but good on him.
2: Yeah, good on him. I loved the way he commentated during the series. He wasn't trying to be um, pandering to the Australian commentators no. like some of the other ones do. So I thought it was good that stood his ground and yeah, I really enjoyed his commentary through the whole series. It's yeah. funny too.
1: Yeah, having said that, it was clearly the wrong decision. Yep. But, and an um, important one. And an, and an important time. Yeah. Um, but wrong decisions happen. Yeah. You know, yep. Sometimes uh, you get fucked on those ones. Yep. Uh, the way New Zealand, it just like they dropped their bundle after that. And that's yeah. like the decision to bowl spinners to Stark and that kind of stuff. Yeah. They made some really puzzling decisions that probably turned the game.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's not the first time. So you'd have to go back and look at it. And I think that we got massively ripped off by not having a five-test series against the Kiwis. Yeah. It's, it's going to be
1: interesting against West Indies now. But... Yeah. And I think New Zealand and
2: Australia, one of the few sort of teams that can have uh, split five test series where you can play two in New Zealand and then three in Australia or the following season you play opposite.
1: well that's the problem too we're going over to New Zealand later on um, to play just two tests yeah um, because, yeah, oh, because New Zealand board decided that because Australia and New Zealand played off in the one day final yep. that three one days would be better than one more test so they've gone for the, the cash option basically to Fucking get more one geniuses. days in. Just tests, yeah.
2: Right. Have five tests against the Kiwis. I prefer that than playing English,
1: especially just after this day-night trial. Yeah, they should play a day-nighter over in New Zealand. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah, and a, a real test then to say, right, okay, we know what it did in Adelaide. Yeah. Let's now compare it to somewhere else. Yep. and see what happens. But yeah. Anyway, they're going to play a couple more day-nighters that nobody gives a yeah. care about.
2: And look, I think with the uh, if you had that test series set up as five. You play sort of 1 1 1 1 yeah. and whoever you have to calculate who's got the advantage in the series and they get the home final, if it makes sense.
1: Yeah, you could, you know? almost like the NBA playoffs used yeah. to be. Um, but yeah, cricket never runs like that because they do their future tours shit. Yeah, because you know, they're old as fuck and that everything's that structure. Be booked four years in advance. Yeah.
2: So. Fucking, what are they? Yeah, the people at are Lords, are they, that set all the rules for that shit?
1: Ah, oh, so. no, it's the. What do you call it? Melbourne. I, ICC and mm. shit. And, yeah. You know, it's basically India, Australia and England. that yeah. set the rules for everyone. Yep. Everyone else follows on, which is yeah. a bit, bit crappy. But um, I thought it was also interesting that uh, Channel 10 came out and said, um, we can't make the Boxing Day test or the Sydney New Year's test day-nighters. They've got to be kept tradition because they're on during the Big Bash. Ah. Uh, and I'm actually... Behind Channel 10 on this one. Not only because I like, like, Boxing Day's got to stay. Yeah, of course. The traditional test, but I really like uh, that period. A lot of people have time off anyway. Yeah. So it's not like you're rushing home from work because you're not working. Yeah. Well, you know, most people aren't. But I also, I'd love watching a test match all day, go and have a break for dinner, and then you've got a T20 on in the afternoon. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, actually, I didn't, I forgot about that. Yeah, I do love that. And that's one of the things I loved about the, uh, day-night test match was that I'm not getting up and watching cricket at 11 in the morning because i got shit I've got to do Yeah, so at least I can get my shit done relax and you can still finish off your day while you're watching a bit of cricket and then yeah. you have your dinner and away you go
1: oh, I love watching the last session you know, yeah. uh, at night after the kids are in bed
2: and just imagine if obviously in Adelaide yeah, Adelaide was right next to the city square yep. right next to North Terrace so you finish your day's work you just trundle on over to the test watch the last session then head home
1: well um, I've never, I, no, I have been to a test in Adelaide but I was little um, Adelaide's awesome the thing is, uh, it's not like Melbourne or Sydney, um, where th- there's a massive outside area or pavilions and yeah and bars and all that kind of stuff at Adelaide. Yep. Um, so it is a little bit like a, a spring carnival. Yeah, like th- there is that other stuff. Whereas yep. at Melbourne and Sydney, it's you sit down, you watch the cricket. Yeah, that's you know it. I mean? Yeah,
2: and if, if you don't want to do that, you go to the locker room or yeah, where or another bars and you drink handles for a while and then go back out and in back the
1: sun. Out, yeah. So yeah, have made a, a Bit of a carnival atmosphere about it all.
2: Yeah, and just the environment they've got there in the parklands and sort of between North Terrace and the casino, it's just a beautiful yeah. space to be able to do something like that. Because they've got the, I think they call it the pavilion or the green or the bowling P- club. Pavilion or, rings a bell. Or some fucking shit where, or no, the croquet, croquet club, fuck no, so whatever. But they've got like an outdoor dining area where you can have a beer and almost like they have at the Australian Open where you've got that garden area where yeah. you watch tennis and they've got some, some bars and stuff there you can sit around and great idea.
1: Um, but uh, yeah so anyway it was a good uh, it was an exciting finish um, you know yep. for, the, for the final test and it, it was worth watching again yeah um, I just yeah it, it wonders what uh, the Windies are going to um, put the, up the Windies know. never do fuck
2: all in Australia because they come here and they have a holiday
1: yeah and half of them are rebelling against their own yeah ball they and, give, and then plus you yeah, don't know who's going to get out of it and
2: they clean up during the um, big bash as well
1: I was going to say, heaps, so. if you take all the West Indian players in the Big Bash and put them against the West Indian players that are playing in the Test, yeah, I'd, I'd back the Big Bash, the bashes,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just think I prefer to see another two Tests against New Zealand. So exactly, it's not yeah. as much hype leading up to it. I mean, hey, look, the Windies come out and all of a sudden they've turned stuff around, and great, great, it'd be interested in it, but I just don't see it story. happening. Yeah, yeah, I don't see it happening. So yeah, I'd rather see New Zealand or someone else play.
1: Yeah, so we have got. Those tests coming up, I mean, yeah, it's hard to get excited about them, but you never know. They, they yeah. might uncover a new Brian Lara. Um, but it'll, uh, t- attention cricket-wise will probably turn to Big Bash. Yeah, um, yeah. Try to get to a couple of games. Have you got a side? Have you got a team? No. I yeah. mean,
2: it's irrelevant because the players swatch around teams yeah. too much anyway. So, I mean, and, it, unless you fill them players or players. You...
1: And if they're good, they end up playing for Australia. Yeah,
2: so. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, no, I don't have a team. I just go there and I want to watch good cricket. Yep. You know and, I mean, if they ever have a, you know... Broken Hill Eagles or something in there? Then it's my team. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Played on the Juve, whatever.
1: Um, all right. Well, I think we've actually had some footy news to cover for the week and, and something. So yeah, yeah it's it's good to see. Yep. Um, all right. That'll do us for another week. Yep. All
2: right. Peace.
0: Hold up.